Risk appetite weakened on the back of a mixed bag of corporate earnings, weak economic data from the US, warning of tightening credit conditions in the US as well, and the rising geopolitical tensions between Russia and the West. Now, equities look good for a further downside correction at the current levels, and the US dollar is set to weaken further as well. So welcome. This is Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. So risk appetite weakened yesterday and equities sold off on the back of a mixed bag of factors, including a mixed bag of corporate earnings, weak economic data from the US and the rising geopolitical tensions between the West and Russia as the European Union and the G7 nations now consider banning all exports to Russia unless they are exempted. And exemptions would be on food and medicine exports, for example, which are primary and necessary goods. But exports of products like cars, for example, or chocolate or beer or shoes or makeup and flowers could be the most affected exports, according to the Bloomberg News. And well, even though the European Union and the G7 nations exports actually halved since the start of the war in Ukraine. Well, there's still around 66 billion US dollar worth of goods that are exported to Russia. So that's still a big number. And in Europe, well, Germany is that one country that still exports the most to Russia and still today. So yes, the decision to ban all exports will likely see some resistance because it's going to be a problem for businesses. But the fact that it is already on the table is still perceived as escalating geopolitical tensions with Russia and higher tensions, higher geopolitical tensions is never good for business. Then, as I was saying earlier, well, we had a mixed bag of corporate earnings yet again yesterday. Tesla shares tanked almost 10% to $160 per share at yesterday's trading session after the company announced a more than 20% fall in its profit margins, as I said yesterday, as its aggressive price cuts ate into its profits last quarter. Now, that was expected, but as many of you mentioned yesterday in the comments, Tesla profit margins remain very, very comfortable still because the gross margin is over 25%, the operating margin is over 16%, and the net margin is above 15%. And in comparison, full, for example, prints around 15% of gross profit margin and a negative net profit margin by the end of last year. So the thing is, Tesla is not bad, but Tesla's share price is equally well swollen, remember? And if profit margins at Tesla fall, well, they could actually pull the share price lower with them. And the CEO, Elon Musk, I mean, excuse me, the techno king, Elon Musk, doesn't let the lower profitability discourage him and his aim to gain market share in the EV market, nor does Starship's explosion three minutes after its launch yesterday. Elon Musk will continue cutting the prices of his Tesla cars and other Starship will give a try to reach the stars in a couple of months from now, according to what he tweeted yesterday. And for your information, well, Renault, which is a French car maker, said this week that it won't be cutting prices like Tesla does, while Tesla's Model 3 is now cheaper in France than the electric Renault Megane. So of course, which one of these cars you would buy or prefer is a matter of taste, but I would personally go for a Tesla Model 3 at the same price then. 
Renault Megan and still in the electric car sector. Well, the China-based U Power, which is a startup that focuses on battery swapping technology for electric cars, went public at yesterday's trading session on Nasdaq, and it was a wow kind of market debut in a way that we liked them. The shares were listed at six dollar per share. They soared to seventy-five dollar a share. That was a more than thousand percent gain, and closed the session at thirty-four dollar a share. And if you want a new adventure further new adventures while the chinese chip maker cxmt is also planning an ipo that would value it at around 14 and a half billion us dollars but beware still because U.S. President Joe Biden now aims to sign an executive order in the coming weeks, apparently, to limit investments in key parts of the Chinese economy by American businesses. So. I was saying, the attentions are never good for businesses. And while speaking of chip makers, TSM, which is the world's biggest chip maker, announced yesterday that its revenue fell for the first time in four years in the first quarter of this year and gave a morose forecast for PC and mobile chip demand for the coming quarter, unfortunately, yet, yet, yet. It also said that it will anyhow stick to its 36 billion US dollar worth of spending plan to improve its capacity this year. So the TSM share price jumped more than 2% yesterday as investors loved the idea that TSM will keep expanding its capacity despite morose demand forecast. Now, Europeans also decided to throw in 43 billion euro to help European chip makers compete with the world's biggest players, but Nvidia in the US yesterday fell 3% on morose demand forecast from TSN, which actually came as a warning that the AI demand, the AI craze may not materialize this quarter and the rally may be overdone. Now, fortunately, the suspense on Nvidia earnings and Nvidia forecast will last more than a month as the company is due to report its own earnings by the end of May only. So that's it for my earnings discussion, my earnings roundup for today. Now zooming out, the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 both fell at yesterday's trading session as crude oil tipped a toe below the $77 per barrel level. And as I was saying earlier in this episode, besides the mixed bag of earnings, all the rising geopolitical tensions with Russia and a set of weak economic data from the US also weighted on the risk appetite on yesterday day's trading session, the weekly jobless claims in the US actually came in higher than expected by analysts after the Federal Reserve's beige book that was released just the day before also warned of slowing hiring in the US during the past couple of weeks due to the banking crisis. And on top of the New York Fed's John Williams actually warned that credit conditions in the US will likely deteriorate from here as a consequence of the banking stress of last March. And well, well, the data confirms because the bank's emergency borrowings from the Fed actually did increase for the first time in five weeks last week, hinting that the bank stress is obviously well contained right now, but may not be completely over just yet. Elsewhere, still on the economic calendar, the Fed manufacturing index unexpectedly fell and it fell to minus 31 versus minus 19 penciled by analysts. So that's obviously a big, big slump, but that's also in contradiction with the state's empire manufacturing index that was released earlier uh, this week and that just printed a blowout number. So we can't really tell that everything is collapsing, but the economic data is 
weeks and the weak economic data of yesterday's trading session obviously prevented the U.S. two-year yield from gaining further traction above the 4.20% mark and also weighted on the U.S. dollar index. The euro dollar, on the other hand, approached the 110 psychological offers and that was on the back of a broadly softer U.S. dollar, but the rally remained limited as the European Central Bank meeting minutes show that there is a growing divide between the ECB members regarding the size of the interest rate hikes. So it is almost certain, we know that, if nothing major comes on the way, that the European Central Bank will hike interest rates at the May monetary policy meeting. But given the diverging opinions at the heart of the ECB's governing council, there is now a growing chance that the European Central Bank opts for a 25 basis point hike in May rather than another 50 basis point rise. But in all cases, the strength of the euro against the US dollar will also and heavily depend on how the Federal Reserve expectations evolve as well. For now, we know that the Fed is expected to hike one more time and then stop there and keep the rates steady. And deteriorating economic data from the US could actually bolster the rate cuts expectations from the Fed by the end of this year. So I said rate cut expectations, even though I don't really think at all that the Fed will actually be cutting rates anytime this year. But if the rate cut expectations from the Fed still gain traction on the back of potential weak economic data that we may receive in the coming weeks, we could well see the euro dollar clear the 110 offers sustainably. Now, don't forget to watch the flash PMI prints to get an idea on how economic activity coped with the latest banking crisis. That's going to be the latest data that we should be watching this week and then... This is all for this week. So I'm Ifegas Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and interesting messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely weekend